Hey folks, it's Tomo, Sean, and Andrew from What's Going On Here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to another episode of What's Going On Here. This is episode 84, believe it or not. Episode 84, my name is Tomo Lovrick, also known as T-Love in creative earring design circles. Uh, gentlemen, with me, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I, I, tur- I just turned around and looked around like there's somebody in the freaking room with me. No, there's nobody in the room with me. Um, it is another COVID edition of the podcast. And with me, as always, I have the young, the dashing, the extremely aerodynamic. Although right now he has a look on his face that he's either smelling a bad fart. Or he just really hates being here. Mr. Sean Quigley, a.k.a. The Quig, also known as... Barn Boy Sean in the wilds of New Jersey. Uh, Sean, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Um, I am uh, doing, doing well. The wilds of New Jersey, very much keeping up to their name. Um, I went past a truck today. It was very exciting as I was going to get my beer. A pickup truck, as you Americans call it, uh, <laughs> that was driving past that had two flags poking out of the end of it. One that had... Trump 2020, and the other was a nice big Confederate Dixie flag, just like zooming down the lake drive, just like was Ooh. was it a fairly new pickup truck, and was it blue? Yeah, might been. <laughs> I, I've seen that guy in freaking Bergenfield a couple of days. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Was it a really loud truck too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah, same yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same guy. Yeah, without a doubt. Just some douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just starts pissing people off. In New yeah, Jersey, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's excellent. Good to know, good to know. And with us, as always, we have uh, the third musketeer, if you will, of what's going on here. The guy that makes our uh, podcast 33% watchable. Uh, Mr. A- oh! Oh, wait a minute. We have a cat. Oh, you're upstaging Andrew right on that. That's my moment. Oh, man. (laughs) How much more watchable are we now? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, look, Sean has a pussy in that night. (laughs) Sorry. Let me do that intro again. With us, as always, the guy that makes our show 33% watchable, the young, the handsome, the uh, athletic, the cool, the slick. Mr. Young Andrew Albagies, or AA, as he is known in veterinary spaying circles. How are you, sir? How are you, Andrew? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, veterinary spaying circles. I, I got to, uh, you know, it's, it's very important to have your pet spayed or neutered. Yes, um, thank you. You know, because over, overpopulation is a real problem, especially with feral cats here in Queens, New York. So Yeah, absolutely. It's even more important. 
it's even more important <laughs> to spay your veterinarians. Yes, it is. Especially in the wilds of New Jersey. That, that, I can attest to that, absolutely. You didn't get anything done otherwise. No, can't get anything done. So, folks, we are happy to be back. We've been gone for a little bit um, in these crazy times. It's a COVID edition, as you can obviously tell, or you will be able to tell, because uh, we will probably be putting this video up on YouTube. Um, so, it's the end of the summer. It's been a crazy summer. It's been one shitstorm after another. And we don't want to focus on the negative. We just want to do some good, fun time stuff. So today's episode, for the people that are tuning into our show for the first time, what we usually do is we find a topic in pop culture that's just currently happening. You know, like if we did a show a couple of weeks ago, it would have been whack, which I'm surprised at how fast that fizzled out. Yeah. That, that really fizzled. I, I thought that would have a little more traction, and it lasted about a week, and it was done. Yeah. Um. So we, we, we take a, a, a subject from popular c culture, from the zeitgeist, and we break it down and try to figure out what's going on here. And the main portion of our show, for those of you that know us, is our frosty beverages, as I like to call them, our adult beverages, beer, wine, spirits, cocktails, whatever ha it happens to be. And so because this summer has been so just blah, and this year since March pretty much has been so blah, we decided to give you more of what you want, which in turn is probably more of what we want because we're just greedy guys. And so this episode will be called, what we're concentrating in this episode is beer, is more beer. And this episode will be called Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And the breakdown is usually when we can meet in person, we all try the same drink, beer, cocktail, whatever it is, and we all grade it. We've tried it a couple of times. It's tough when in separate areas, the separate liquor stores will carry some stuff and the other ones won't. And so instead of fighting that, we decided to embrace it. And like I said, it's been a shit show of a year. And so we're each going to sample two beers and give you our reviews of this two beers. So we are doing what's never been done on the show before. We are giving you six beers by the end of the episode of reviews. Wow. Six. Exactly. Big time. And while we're consuming these lovely beverages, we're going to just yap our heads off. Um, one of the big subjects that we're going to bring up is uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars, because there's somebody that we've mentioned in a podcast or two before. And uh, But as always, let's get to the star of the show, and let's start with our beers. Um, Andrew, since you're the youngest, why don't you start? You Look at you. See, this is how you know Andrew is a marketing guy. Did you see that, Sean? I didn't even – this kid is made for fucking TV. I didn't even have to say nothing. He already had the can. He's rotating it. He's showing it to the camera. The people see what it is. And it is a lovely can, may I add. It is a nice can. Yes. Um, so, yes, so for my first beer, I have yeah. uh, Other Half uh, Brewing Company out of Brooklyn, New York. And this okay. is their Mosaic Dream IPA. Okay. It, is it is six percent alcohol by volume uh this is a this can's a, a 16 16 ounce can and okay. it is does it have ibu uh ibus on it uh i'm no. look, i'm looking at the uh, uh untapped version of it it shows a double mosaic the double mosaic has no ibus on it so i'm guessing that one no this doesn't yeah um okay yeah look at okay. that can that's lovely that's lovely okay so that's your beer. Uh, Sean, what do you have for us, Sean? I have the 
threes, three threes, blueberry saison, farmhouse ale, brewed in the blueberry capital of the world, exclamation mark. Oh. Yep. That is uh, from Hamilton, New Jersey. It is 5.8% ABV. No IBUs. Um, Because these local brewers are lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's the reason, but okay. It's 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 about lonely hearts. They charge by the letter. Yeah, you know what? I don't know enough to dissuade that argument, but I will allow it because I don't know enough to dissuade that argument. So, there you go. And is the blueberry capital of the world really in New Jersey? Uh, that sounds about right. There's a lot of blueberry farms in New Jersey. I mean, New Jersey is not called the Garden State for not for without a reason. Yeah, Hamilton, New Jersey, apparently. Yeah, blueberries and cranberries. Cran- cranberries. Yeah, blueberries and cranberries. Okay, so um, my beer, uh, gentlemen, is by the uh, Long Island Beer Company, and it's Most Def IP, uh, Most Def Mosaic IPA. And this is out. It's a uh, let's see, brewed at Long Island Beer Company, Riverhead, New York. So way out in Long Island. Let's see. This is a pint can. This is 6.2% ABV with 72 IBUs. This actually might be one of the most, the highest IBUs we've ever had on the show. Yeah. So, all right, without further ado, let's get to the countdown, shall we? Give the fans what they want to hear. And three, two, one. Oh. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. I'm giving it a pour. Look at that. Ooh. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's crispy and golden looking. Look at that. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Look at that. Andrew, you got a you got a glass, buddy? No, I'm actually gonna go from the can for this one. Okay. Well I Believe heard it or not. the cans, but you know. It's, <laughs> All right, gents. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Uh, Clink. Ooh. That's pretty good. Oh, yes. Who wants to start with the beer first, or do you want to go in the same order? Say that again. Uh, who wants to go give a first, uh, first impressions? Do you want to go in order, or you want me to start with first impressions? Oh, go ahead. Okay, I'll start with first impressions then. This is a really nice beer. As you can tell, it's a little bit it's a little bit cloudy. Um, for seventy, what was it seventy two IBUs? Yeah, seventy two IBUs. It has a nice, it has a really nice hoppiness to it. It's not too bitter at all. Um, It doesn't drink like a 6.2 ABV. It's not too heavy at all. Um, this is a solid beer. This is really, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Nice. Sean, what do you say? Um, it's interesting. I, it could have, I felt like there was a couple of different ways this could have gone. It kind of went right down the middle. Um, 
where because it looks like blueberry soda like it looks it looks like it's just a blueberry drink it does like, it, it does <laughs> um and it, it's hard to smell i was i thought it was either gonna be really really sweet and fruity or it was gonna be like because it said a farmhouse ale i thought oh, it's gonna be like taste like a farmyard and be like whoa um but it's neither it's very strange actually it's very um it tastes it's very kind of european in its taste i guess it's this saison style um, sure thing. the yeast probably yeah yeah it kind of t- it's got like a champagne kind of element it almost tastes like a blueberry champagne but like a, yeah. a a slightly flat like it's not as carbonated as i was expecting it or okay champagne would be it's kind of a lightly carbonated kind of fruity uh it's quite nice this is probably great beer for people that aren't huge beer drinkers maybe people that drink cider um or fruit kind of alcohol stuff this is a good it very much tastes like beer you can it tastes like ale but is fruity enough that it's not sweet but it tastes of the fruit it's right 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 okay all right not bad bad. solid beginning and andrew what do you say yeah great first impression um Similar to like what you were saying about yours, Tomo. Mine is uh, nice and hoppy, but not overly bitter. Um, it's got like a a hint of, um, I don't know what, but it's, it's almost got like a hint of citrus maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps it kind of kind of refreshing. Right. Um, yeah, and not too much else to say off the bat, but I'm, I'm very impressed. I did, I, you asked earlier about drinking out of the can. I, I think I sent you guys a picture when from one of those beers I had like a few weeks back, I was in Vermont. Um, and I want to say it was, uh, the alchemist is the name of the. Oh, you froze up a little bit, but how about now? You guys still hear me? You're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. No, oh, I was just saying, um, where'd, where'd you lose me? I was, I was saying when I was in Vermont a few weeks alchemist. back, alchemist, that. alchemist. Yeah. That, for whatever reason, when you get that beer, it actually says on the can, like, we recommend drinking this out of the can. I forget oh. the, the logic behind it. I'll have to see if I can find the picture and let you guys know. We'll talk about it some other time. But with that in mind, I was like, uh-oh. The can. Did I lose you guys again? You lo- yeah, yeah. A little, you fritzed it out a little bit today. Huh. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Let me close some things. Oh, he's got that face on him. He's got that 1990s hacker movie face. Oh, he's like... <laughs> Speak, gonna... speaking, speaking of that, I just saw an article. Did you see that? That the IRS is hiring companies to break these uh, 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 Bitcoin uh, 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 chains like to try to, to, so they could be able to trace it because they're saying like terrorists and all sorts of criminals. Nobody does cash anymore. Everybody does Bitcoin because you can't trace it. And so the IRS is offering like a $650,000 award to whoever can figure out how to break these things down and trace them. And then, and here's the best part. And then they want them to basically develop it for the IRS so that they never have to go to an outside contractor again. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm kind of sitting there going like, well, what contractor in his right mind would do that? <laughs> yeah <laughs> why would he do that it's like you tell me is like, why would you do that it it doesn't make sense to me i don't know and also it's kind of it's strange to think that the whole point of why bitcoin exists is because 
they wanted a bank-free, you know, untraceable money, right. access to money wherever you get it. And you, you can't, you really can't stop it. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, you're going to have money. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not like you, you're going to stop terrorists from having money by having someone figure out some Bitcoin algorithms. Like that's not how that works. Well, that's like, I mean, it, that's like going to like the terrorists house and just being like, well, I'm going to take your piggy bank. Well, I mean, and you're I, never going to have money again. I, I don't think it's so much like to keep them from having uh, money. It's to, like to track their, basically to have the proof, right? Just like they would go to any businessman that's, uh, you know, the, the security exchange commissions would go to any businessman and be like, we want to see your tax records. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's how they busted, uh, what's his face? Gotti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he was a plumber, but, you know, he lived in a $2 million house and supposedly he was making, you know, 50 grand a year. And it was just like, yeah, dude, sorry, that doesn't, that doesn't jive. So it was like, that was the purpose for that. But I mean, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, I don't see what the incentive is. Like one of the companies basically said, it said one of the companies has helped them track down like, you know, child trafficking rings, stuff like that. You know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. But at the same time, I mean, to me, it's always, it, it, whenever a car feature comes out, when, when they have these, like, um, I think they wanted to put in uh, a speed limiter chips in cars, and the cops wanted them to put, like, the manufacturers to put in cutoff switches, so that if the cop's behind you, he just hits a microwave, like, like a remote control, and your car dies. I mean, the tech is there, and that's what they wanted. And of course, like civil liberties people were like, what? No. It's like, wait a minute, you know, and, and the car <laughs> super resistant to it because, I mean, I don't want to, if this is mine, you're selling it to me for, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars, and then someone else has access to it. It's like, no, I'm not renting this car. I'm buying this car. What the hell are you doing, you know? So it's, it's, it's just one of those things. You just have everyone driving vintage cars, just every, everyone going out. It'd be like Havana. Everyone just driving these 1950s cars and be like, dude, <laughs> totally, totally, dude. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah absolutely. I mean, uh, my, uh, my wife's cousin explained to me like Denmark a little bit. And if somebody in Denmark is listening to the show, they can tell me whether it's right or wrong. But the big thing is um, because, you know, Denmark's a small country and they have great public transportation system. So being able to get a hold of a car is not particularly easy like it is in the US where you go and you buy a car and they're more than happy to sell you a car or whatever. And so it's like one of these, like, especially when you're importing a car. And the big thing is like, if let's say you want an Audi Q7, for example, which has two rows, two backseat rows. When you import the Audi Q7 from Germany to Denmark, they're right next door, Germany's just south. Um, the car that you get is just has the two front seats. So it's the big SUV, but you just have the driver's side and the passenger side. And then you get a particular license plate for that. And you pay taxes for that vehicle. Now, if you want three more passengers, i.e. the second row, you pay X amount more money and you get five passengers and your license plate changes and you're paying basically taxes to be able to move five passengers. If you want the third row for the seven passengers, you get a different one. And he was saying basically 
at the end of it, everything, you're paying like $250,000 for an Audi Q7. Right. And, you know, in the U.S., you get an Audi Q7 for 60 grand, 70 grand. <laughs> like, Tomo, can you, uh, can you wipe me up a bench, just a wooden bench that we can just put in the back of the Audi? Uh, <laughs> well, but apparently one of, the, one of the laws was, one of the bypass laws was you pay, like, so, of course, the t it's big, the import fees, right, when you're importing a car, because Denmark doesn't have its own car manufacturer and that kind of stuff. So the big thing is the import fee. So the rule is you pay the tax on the price of the vehicle when the vehicle was new. What? So, yeah. So her cousin went and bought a 57 Cadillac. No, a, 60, a 62 Cadillac, like with the shark fins. I kid you not. And the thing was basically the size of a house, and especially on a small street in Denmark, it's this enormous boat. <laughs> and, he's a, and he's a fairly big dude, too, and he showed us a picture. And he's like in this, and he looks like a kid in a freaking regular car because this car is so huge. But he paid just, you know, whatever, $500 worth of taxes to get this car because when this car was new, it sold for three grand back in, you know, 58 or 61 or whichever car he got, I forget. Wow. So, anyway. So, then, pop culture. Let's go to pop culture. What we have starting in, is it three days? Well, first of all, let's acknowledge it's 9-11. Um, let's acknowledge it's 9-11. It's uh, nothing uh, funny about it. It's just like, it's, it's, I guess, thoughts and prayers to the people who lost loved ones on that day. Yeah, a long time. 19 years. It's a 19 years. That's I, wild. Remember, I remember it like it was yesterday, man. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was at work and I was coming out of one of the labs and all of a sudden I saw just like people running by and women crying. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then uh, they had the TVs on, like wherever there was a TV, they put it on and like CNN and they showed the towers burning and it was like, what the hell? And it was just, it was so surreal, the whole thing. So surreal. Yeah, that was yeah. So long ago, I was, I was at school. I was, I was. I don't know. I, don't, I, well, I would have been twelve. And uh, yeah, we were. I remember at school, and it was. It happened. It happened just as we were sort of finishing school, because time difference. And but no one said anything. Like the teachers, no one said anything at school. They were just like sent us all home and they just went okay well some things and it was before everyone had phones and the internet so you couldn't like sure sure like and sure. it was like a radio school so they was they had a meeting and they were like okay well you know go home and uh, you know something has happened everyone's fine but like you have to go home and your parents will explain what's happened i never right. went home like what the fuck was like what happened like we have no idea and then yeah. you get home and I didn't even know what those buildings were, you know, you know, New York from movies. Right. Um, and not, and it was very confusing, I guess. It's, it's, it's strange when you're from a different country. Yeah. It's even harder context wise. You're like, what does that mean? Yeah. It's so different, you know, yeah. the, 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 the sheer, the vastness of the, of, of how big a thing that was. I mean, I mean, you can understand someone coming from Europe originally, like the idea of, trying to translate that yeah. into what you know smaller cities in europe are like it's like you just can't comprehend it like it's crazy yeah. Yeah. numbers wise so it's 
Yeah, it's yeah. It was coming a long way. Yeah. 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 So, well, it's 9-11. But our uh, pop culture thing starts on 14 right? Is that right? Maybe. Oh, wow. Dances with the Stars? I don't know. I've never seen a single episode of Dances with the Stars. The, the most I've seen is like stuff that when they were commercials, uh, blips, like you said, on, on the phone or whatever, when it comes up, that kind of stuff. It bothers me that the show was on the air for so long. Because ballroom dancing, and I did ballroom dancing in the late 90s. I did ballroom dancing for years. Ballroom dancing is one of these things that goes through phases. And every, it seems like every 10, 15 years, it gets super popular and then it dies down. And it gets super popular and then it dies down. Because for a while in the late 90s, there was a ballroom dance studio like on every corner around here. Like you could go anywhere and find ballroom dance classes. You could go to the Y and get ballroom dance classes. It was like nuts. So like I understand the appeal of like watching a dance competition, especially ballroom dancing, because it's really like super demanding physically and you know, like athletically. What is it? Um, Latin dance, a ballroom Latin dance when they do the competition, those guys, two minutes of it is like doing two minutes of an Olympic sprint. So, you know, like when these guys are moving, they're moving. They, they, they really are. That being said, this show is called Dancing with the Stars. When was the last time a star was on this show? It's a relevant star. <laughs> Ooh, you should be a judge. You're so sassy. So sassy. I mean, I have no idea. Like, I, this is a British show, by the way. You yes, guys, I know. It's awful. It, along with wow. all these other shows, like, there's... American Idol is pretty much a rip-off, right? Yeah, they're yeah, all Ameri rip-offs from the British shows. They're rip all, all these terrible things yeah. come from England. Uh, X Factor, X Factor, America's Got Talent, Sean Quigley. All these awful things come from England to the U.S. It's terrible. So basically, after after they started American Idol, and, and I think that was really like the first one, right? And that yeah. was successful. They were like, cool, let's bring over the, the dancing Big one, brother. too. It's funny, Big Brother was the first one. Big yeah, Brother, right. uh, that, Big that brother kicked it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, it technically, it was, it's Celadon. It's a European company. I forget what it is. It's, I think it's Dutch or I think maybe Dutch. If it's not Dutch, it's, it's close to the Netherlands. They started Big Brother, but it wasn't an entertainment show. It was like a science experiment, social experiment show. Like it was right. more of a documentary thing. Right. And then someone in England saw it and was like, you know what? This is the perfect thing for students. They were like, they cottoned on. They were trying to find, they were looking at the way students watch TV and they were like, we have this gap where suddenly anything you put between the hours of one in the morning to four in the morning, like, you just have these spikes of just these students coming in and just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so they were like, we need something that's going to get more watching it. And they came up with Big Brother because it was the only thing. And back then, the original Big Brother in England, it was before they were editing it for like, you know, fun and like right. making it like scandalous. It was literally like the stick was, it was 24 hour footage. Like you could right. tune on and it was just, yep. just watch people watching, but you just, it was a loop of just people sitting around. 
and they didn't realize they were going to be famous and there wasn't any money involved. So it was just people sitting around. Like there was no. <laughs> didn't, didn't Mark Burnett start Big Brother and then came to the US and did Survivor? Yeah. 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 And then gave us Trump. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. The X with the Apprentice first as well. Yeah. And uh, you call it Shark Tank. We call it Dragon's Den. That was another one. We have all of them. All of these reality shows are all ours first. Where the fuck did they, where did they come up with those names? Dragon's Den, Shark Tank. <laughs> well, a Shark Tank makes a little bit of sense. Dragon's Den sounds like bit. bad D&D guys that are just like trying to get laid. We have it's- money. If you show us your idea. It's it's Tolkien. It's Tolkien. British people love uh, Tolkien. It's you have to right. go into the dragon's den to get his gold. Smile. Uh, yeah. They're hoarding right. they're sitting over oh. their gold. You wanna hear I've got a I've got a funny tidbit about uh, uh, Shark Tank. You ever like you're just walking in the city and you walk past someone and you just get like one snippet of their conversation, but it's like a perfect sound bite? Sure, sure. I, I was walking in the city once and it was a man, I'm assuming with his son, a, a gentleman talking to his son. And all I hear is, no, Shark Tank doesn't have, it's, it's about emerging businesses. There are no actual sharks in it. And that was it. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> like perfect. <laughs> I love those conversations. They're, they're so great when you walk by, you go, Huh? It's like, like you just like, catch like just enough to be like, I know everything I need to know about that conversation. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I, I had one of those and it infuriated me. I was at a mall in New Jersey, uh, Garden State Plaza, Sean, you know it most likely, Bergen County. And this was, I was just out of college and I was going into the mall. And of course it's on two levels. And I, I got on the escalator to go to the lower level and coming up the escalator, was a woman and what looked to be her 11, 12 year old son. Okay. So this is, I'm out of college. I'm 22 years old. So this is a good 24 or five years ago. Right. And she's pleading with him. Right. And he, and all, this is what I hear. But Jeremy, why don't you want to try, put it on and try it? What the fuck? Ma? I don't want to fucking try. Just leave me the fuck alone. Would you? And I, I was literally like, <laughs> what? I, I mean, I didn't even laugh. I was outraged. And something in me, like, like this paternal instinct, like, snapped. And I literally just about almost reached over to the escalator and grabbed the kid and be like, lady, just turn around. He's never going to say like stuff like that to you again. Just turn around right now. I was, I can't even imagine if I said that to my mom. Because I would mm-hmm. literally up and my clothes would be out of style. I, I, I mean, I, you <laughs> such a fucking beating on me. I was just like, what the hell is that? But that wouldn't have surprised me if I was coming to America for the first time and I saw that. That wouldn't have surprised me because my childhood, like, let me know that all the wackiest, craziest stuff happens in the American malls. <laughs> I'd have just been like, yeah, I'm like, where's, where's Socrates and Mozart and, uh, and then like kindergarten cop, like, oh, look, he's going to take their kid and like all the, I'm like, malls are so crazy. Yes. <laughs> uh, like the Blues uh, Brothers. <laughs> yeah. weird, weird science. Don't forget weird science. You get a slushy dumped on your head because you're a loser. I mean, all of those. All the good stuff happens in the malls. It does. 
It really does. But uh, back to Dancing with the Stars. Let me see if I can pull up here the stars introduced. And this is for this year. Like I said, I get the popularity. People like to watch people dance, th that kind of stuff. Okay, good, great. Um, let's see. Uh, new Dancing with the Stars Celebrities. Now, of course, for those of you that follow our TV show, you probably know who we're talking about. And we're talking about freaking yeah. Carol Baskin. Ugh. You know Carol. Joe Exotic that, is going That bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> That's actually, I can't see you right now because I have my other window open. I sounded like Joe Exotic, Andrew. <laughs> you should go on the road with that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Sure. <laughs> Which is ironic because he may sound like Joe Exotic, but he looks like one of his husbands. He, does. <laughs> 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 he totally does. Not the one that was shirtless, not the shirtless <laughs> one with no teeth. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the you dead look one. Like the other one that, yeah. You look like the other one who like shut his The head handsome off, yeah. one who killed himself, He's just to right, clarify. Exactly. Okay. So, <laughs> So here's the list of quote-unquote celebrities on this show. Dancing with the Stars. So let's rate these people. And I don't know if somebody could pull up a, a you know what? Why don't I do this? Hold, hold on a second. Why don't I share the screen so we can watch? Uh, here we go. Um, not that any... Here we go. You guys see it? You see my list here? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So Monica Aldama, a cheer coach and Netflix cheer star. What the hell is that? I, I've never heard of this show or this woman. Am I the only one? Uh, you know what? I was hoping you would fucking know because you're like, what? Still in your 20s? I sure shit don't know. Ah, barely, but. It's obviously <laughs> a Netflix show about cheerleaders yes oh okay. is that is <laughs> very much so oh, okay shit. i had no idea <laughs> okay so i okay i i star and carol baskin carol baskin our most hated woman from freaking tiger king and has her listed as ceo of big cat rescue and netflix tiger king star Joe Exotic is going fucking apeshit in jail just for that. Because yeah. truly, she was not the star. It was Joe. If there was anyone who was made for this show, it was Joe Exotic. It was Joe Exotic, maybe, exactly. Maybe, maybe in the years to come, we'll, we'll see a day with Joe Exotic on Dancing with the Stars. I guarantee you he gets out. He's, he's going to be the next person. If this show is on, he'll be the next one. He has to be. It's, a, it's almost a no-brainer. Because yeah. it's a competition. Who, who was a better dancer? And I mean, the other thing about Carol Baskin, which stunned me, and I don't know if somebody can confirm, maybe like on Wikipedia or something like that. It said Carol Baskin is 51 years old. Yeah. I would have thought she was older than that. I would have thought, I thought she was in her mid to late 60s. Oh. I saw yeah. she, I was like, wait, wait a minute. No, we no went to high school together? Yeah. But, you know, she's like three years older than me. I'm like, what? 
Really? Really unusual because she was kind of pretty when she was younger. Right. Hmm. And that's why I was just like, she's 51. Did they get? No, she's 61. Murdering your husband would age anybody. <laughs> I'm going to say, quickly. like, Salma Hayek is 54. Like, oh, my right. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, have you guys seen the pictures of... Um, oh, no, they got it. Sorry. Sorry, Andrew. They got it wrong. It says here... She's listed at 59 years old on Wikipedia. Oh, uh, okay. That's that a makes closer. a little more sense. Okay. All right. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, have you guys seen where they do the, the side-by-side picture, like the before and after for Top Gun with Tom Cruise? Oh. And um, I can't Val think of the, the actresses. No, the, the woman who played the main. Oh, Kelly McGillis. The Kelly they McGillis. show the two of them side-by-side, and Tom Cruise looks virtually the same, like a little bit older, but, you know, he's aged so gracefully. And she... Look, it's it's pretty sad the way she looks. She has not aged well at all. But, but you gotta see this picture in those side by side. No, that poor it's woman. It's brutal. Oh, she, it's brutal, isn't it? She just looks like a normal woman of her age who's not an actor. <laughs> like, right, right. Wow. And to be fair, Tom Cruise, he does look a bit different. Like he looks like. No, that, he looks. Yeah. Do you remember how Vac? Did you ever have Vac Man like the Stretch Armstrong, but the, the yeah, one yeah, yeah. pump up? It's like that. He looks like he's three pumps. Like, it's like, it's like that. Like he's a little redder and he's just a little uh, puffier. He basically looks exactly the same, but he's just a little puffed up in the back. That's fair. All right. So, so here's the next one is Caitlin Bristow. Bachelorette alum. No, I've never watched. I've never watched a single episode of either of those. Right. Okay. Vernon Davis, former NFL player. Okay, I get the appeal. You want to throw a jock on there, and he was quite the NFL player. He was fantastic. Get it. Now we come upon somebody that'll be familiar to us, Anne Heche. Yes. Andrew, uh, no clicks? No. I'm, I'm she, feeling... she was, she was uh, Ellen's paramour before Portia de Rossi. Yeah. And Anne Hesh, Ellen for a man. If Anne I was, yeah, Anne Hesh was big. And she, uh, she went crazy and she drove like 200 miles in her bare feet and then took a shower in a stranger's house. What? Yeah. I'm going to pull up her IMDb and see what I'm... She's been in a bunch of movies you would have seen. Yeah. A bunch of movies. She was in that movie with Harrison Ford and... Yes. Oh, from Friends. Six Days, Seven Nights. Six Days, Seven Nights. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, she was in a bunch. She was in a Volcano. Yeah. Terrible... With Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. Psycho. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I'm, I got pictures now. I, I recognize her. Donnie Brasco. She was in Donnie Brasco? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So, again, she's somebody who was actually there for a hot minute in her heyday. Hardly a star anymore. Now, no, she, yeah, she lost she, her minds. I, well, I mean, it lists her as a director, so I don't know if she's behind the scenes a lot of things or not. I don't know. Then, no, she, she, like, there was a lot. For, there was a long for. They don't do it anymore, but for a long portion of time, Kevin Smith, who I'm a big fan of, of a director, but also very prolific podcast guy he had a long-running podcast and he still has it they had a segment they don't do anymore that was that was called Anne Heche's butthole (laughs) 
And the segment was based on the fact that Kevin Smith said in an early podcast, he's like, dude, because he's always stoned up his face in the podcast. He's like, guys, has anyone ever seen the Psycho movie? Like, if you pause it in the shower scene, she turns at one point and you full on see Anne Heche's butthole. And it made a big news because he was like, when have you ever seen a celebrity actor's butthole? Like, you don't see that in the movies. Like, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. So then it became a segment of the things that you are not supposed to see, but you see. And they had a little theme song, which is great. I recommend you, you YouTube the theme song, Anna Hesh's Butthole Songs. It's a good song. <laughs> okay. So now I want to see the remake of Psycho. Because that was with Vince Vaughn, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a shot for shot remake, just in color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pointless. So, so okay. So next up is Sky Jackson, and I haven't pulled up the other people before, and you guys can see the picture of her. Mm-hmm. It says Sky Jackson, American actress, YouTuber, and author. So she was obviously a, a kid star of some sort, but she's on the show. Never seen her, never heard of her. I'm sure she's wonderful, but I don't know how she's a star. Next is Justina Machado. Now she has a little bit more uh, uh, pull, I believe, because she's using that new remake of One Day at a Time. Uh, let's mm. see. She was in this Jane the Virgin. She was in Six Feet Under, and she was in Queen of the South on um, USA. So she's she's very obviously a prolific actress, but again, not a household name, right? Okay. Who's next? Jenny Mai, or May, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Host of The Real. What the hell is The Real? Let's see. Okay. Jenny May, an American television host and stylist. She is best known for her work on the makeover show of How Do I Look? It's a talk and, show. Oh, uh, okay. I. You know what? I wouldn't have known, but I've seen it when you go to the doctor's office. There's a bunch of like young women talk. I think the the, the Tia and Tamara, like one of the sisters, is on the show too. Oh, isn't this like the same thing as The View, only like just a different network's version of it? Right, right. Oh. Except- we are we are completely out of touch with daytime television. Yes, I I hate those shows so much, <laughs> but but I have to love them for the fact that. Anytime it's on, it means there is a select portion of women, including at least those six, seven, eight specifically like horrible women that aren't talking to me. So it's fine. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime it's on, I, I feel like there are men in a room, like an empty room going, how long is it on for? <laughs> I've got no nice. time. That's that's very really Monty Python of you should look on the right side of life. <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, this is another it's another show that we actually came from England. But I, I the name of it in England is called Loose Women. <laughs> oh. Yeah. For what show? Uh the, the, the view. view. Yeah. Uh oh. It was an English show. It's called Loose Women. And it's everybody's least favourite women from television in the uk just all around you know just talking about like you know how men are a disease or whatever oh okay well the next is aj mcqueen 
Is this the Backstreet Boys guy? Yes, it is. And I was going to say, I know Sean had an outfit like this. This is like, this is like, is this like some sort of thing where like you give it any amount of time and, and there is a certain subsect of boy band member that 20 years later will look like he should be like a Hasidic rabbi. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. What happened here? So he did not look like that like in the 90s. <laughs> so I'll say this. Again, here's somebody who in his heyday was on top of the world, music-wise speaking, because the Backstreet Boys were freaking everywhere. They were on every radio station. They were in every freaking TV commercial. They were all over. They were touring nonstop. They were all over the place. So, again, it is heyday. And I think that their heyday ended 20 years ago, at yeah, least. at least. Okay. <laughs> that guy looks like he were. That guy looks like he is the deputy manager for a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He looks like the guy who comes around and asks me if my food's okay, and I have to lie. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, great. yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's like Susie, Susie, taking good care of you guys tonight. Yeah, she's right. great, right? Mm-hmm. Can, can, um, sir, can, can can we have another bowl of chips? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right there. I'll be right there with you. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Jesse Metcalf is next. Now, uh, I, if you told me his name, I wouldn't have known who he is, but I've seen his face before. But let's see what it says. Yeah, he me. looks familiar, but I don't He's, know the name at all. He was on Desperate Housewives. Um, okay, there you go. Bro. Yeah. Sean is just our man inside the Dancing with the Stars. Look at that. What else? To the British judge, Sean, and you're not telling us <laughs> on the show? He was. Oh, Says he was he, also in John Tucker Must Die. <laughs> the movie. I never saw. That was movie. very funny because you stopped, so it came out. He was also on John Tucker Must Die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <really> did that. <laughs> it's very good. Okay, um, who's next? Nelly. Nelly. All right. So Nelly is clearly the most famous person here, right? I would think. I, I would, you know what? Short of being a sports fan, yes, I would right. say Nelly is, because Charles Oakley and and Vernon Davis, if you're into basketball or football, they were especially Charles Oakley. He was like the number one Nick guy that everybody loved when the Knicks were in their heyday. Uh, Vernon Davis, huge star. But in terms yeah. of overall, yeah, it has to be Nelly. Nelly, I, I guess that's I'm the I'm most surprised of the people I know. Not that we, we clearly we don't know everyone on this list. Of the people we know, I'm most surprised to see Nelly on it because, I mean, it's, that's right. Am I? He's like the only one that's left. He's like he's the only like rapper from the '90s who's not either now a preacher or in jail for like. You know, or a billionaire. Keep, keep in slaves. Or, or a billionaire. Doesn't or a billionaire. Right, or, exactly. Or, or Jay-Z, who's still rapping, but he's the only one. So, and then we have, like I said, Charles Oakley. If you're a New York Knicks fan, Charles Oakley was one of your guys. You love Charles Oakley. But you're talking about a 55, 6, 7-year-old ex-basketball player. How graceful is he going to look on the court, um, on the dance floor? Uh, and he wasn't known for finesse. He was a freaking power forward, and he just freaking knocked guys down. That was his job. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. 
Then we have Nev Schulman, and I, I I don't even know who the hell that is, but let me let me look. I I do know Neve. Yeah, Neve Schulman. I know him. He he did the, he made the documentary Catfish, which is a really great standalone documentary. And then he mm-hmm. made the MTV series that was a spinoff of it, which is shit. Tomo, um, you typed in you typed in Jesse Metcalf <laughs> Nev Schulman. Yes, I did. You're absolutely right. I'm like, why would I get in a picture of this dude? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Now, oh, if, yeah, you're wondering, the, if you're wondering who the old guy is, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. The catfish guy. Catfish is still on, isn't it? I think so. I, 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 it's so it, explain it, to me. I've heard of this show, but I have no fucking idea what it's about. Um, I've only seen it a couple times, but it is so you know the concept of catfishing. It's where um, someone like basically nine times out of ten, it's like some some crusty dude is pretending to be a hot girl and gets someone interested in him on the internet. Okay. And then, and then turns out he's just some like disgusting dude and is not a hot girl. And it's like some perv. So that's being, so, you're like, wait, hold on Talk before you go on. What does he do? What does who do? The, the, the disgusting perv guy. Well, sometimes he, he hosts a podcast. <laughs> 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 he just sits around, drinks beer, and does a podcast. So what you're saying is these fuckers never cast me, and I'm the perfect guy for the show. Do you like tent? <laughs> Jessica? Is that is that you, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but basically, this Nev guy, and isn't there like one other guy, Sean? They yeah. like they basically like do research and find these people. Like someone will come to them and be like. Hey, I've been talking to this girl online, but she's way too hot for me, so she's probably a catfish. And then Nev and the other dude are like, we'll find out. And then they go and like, they basically find this guy who's in his basement and are like, why are you catfishing them? And they expose him. That's Got it. Okay. It's, it's, okay. It, it was originally, in fact, the, the show is kind of silly. It's an easy watch. And it's it was originally from, 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 from Britain? Is that it, what you're going to say? No. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. We don't have, I'll put it right there. We don't have Jewish people on television. In <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I defy you to find one. <laughs> uh, wasn't, what's his face from... Uh... Coupling, the guy who played Jeff, the Welsh guy, he's Jewish. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, what? I, the, Thank you. I'm I should one, your honor. <laughs> I, I, the, fir- the, the first and only Jewish person I ever met in the UK, I'm married. <laughs> and she's Welsh. Yes, so this is true. Maybe... Is that her brother? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I no idea. But yeah, as a side note, the original documentary that, that it was a documentary that then became a TV show. The documentary is really good, and you should watch it. It's it's, it's very good. It's about that guy himself, Neve Nev. He um, it was like before it was a thing. He was catfish uh-huh. before he even knew what catfishing was. Okay. So that's why it's an interesting documentary. And he spent like a year talking to this girl on the internet. And, and then it turns out she was a like 50 year old mother who was married and was just like, would just sit in her kitchen, like, you know, pretending to be this like college girl. And he spent uh... a year talking to her and like, 
yeah, it's, it's a good documentary. I mean, I've okay. ruined it now, but yeah. Yeah, you, oh, well, English. Um, all right, next is Chriselle Staus. I don't know who this woman is. So, funny American story. actress. Okay, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just literally last weekend, uh, I, my girlfriend and I were visiting a friend of hers, and her friend is a big fan of this show, Selling Sunset, and she got my girlfriend into it. And it's one of these shows where um, it's basically like these rich bimbos in California that do real estate. And like 90% of the show is just them gossiping and like bitching at one another and not actually selling real estate. Um, but people eat it up. Um, not my cup of tea, but it's just, it's funny that we're talking about it right now because I was just introduced to it. It's awful. I, we saw an episode. We saw an episode <laughs> because I heard, I heard it was kind of like a guilty pleasure. So I put it on for me and my wife and it was, I could have kept watching it because I, I kind of like this awful shit, but she couldn't stand it. Like it, it is really like bad like uh, very watchable but oh oh you just these people are they saunter into the real estate office at like one o'clock in the afternoon and they're like oh my god like oh you people are here already and they're like yeah we've got a new uh we got a new property came in it's selling for like 35 million so you'll get like three million in commission if you sell it you want to take it (laughs) and they'll yeah i'll take it and then it's just them flirting with this Russian billionaire and like going out <laughs> yes. to see with him and shit to try and get him to buy it. And he's like, well, I don't really know if I want to buy it or not, but I like having dinner with you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I already oh, like bad. the sound of this show. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad. And then there's like these two twin brothers who actually run the real estate business, all these bimbos, and then there's this, these two brothers who run it, who are these like short, bald, muscly men who are like compensating for everything, surround themselves with these women. Oh, oh God. Awful. It's, Awful. Again, like, never, never heard of her. Never heard of her. It's no. like Miami Inc. If you take away the like... Cool people. The, art, the artistic <laughs> element, and you really like ramp up the like you know, fucked upness in the head. Oh, God. And then last but not least is Johnny Weir, who is Olympic figure skater. Oh. Okay. I've seen him in some of the competitions. Okay. Two-time Olympian, world bronze medalist. Okay. All right. Again, appealing to the athlete. They, they always have to have athletes in these shows. He looks kind of like Tom Hiddleston. He, he does. Oh, my God, he does. He, <laughs> What a great Loki he would make. I mean, honestly, Loki needs to gay it up. He, he kind of queens it a little bit, but he really needs to get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. That's, that's, uh, I'll stop the share now. That's Dancing with the Stars. So all those people listed, who do you think was going to win? The ice skating man, obviously. Yeah, I would say, I was going to say, having not watched the show, I, I don't know how it always typically plays out, but uh, my money would be on, like, one of the former athletes, Nelly, or the, the ice skating guy, if, if, if we're going based off of uh, dancing abilities. And if we're going based off of dancing abilities, I have to imagine 
that Carol Baskins can't dance to save her life. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, well, I, let me get back to Carol Baskin. Um, just as, I think the format of the show, because I saw this, uh, they were talking about it on The Daily Show. The same reason why Sean Spicer like made it almost to the freaking semifinals and the judges were going absolutely apeshit because he has zero rhythm, zero stage presence, and it was like a political statement and like all the all the Trump supporters were calling in, the people call in to vote. Oh, is it like that? Like people call in to vote, like American right, Idol yeah. was? Or yes, is, they get to uh, save it. The judges, the judges get it down to two people, right? And then there's a head to head, and then people call right, to vote. Right, right. right. Mm. So then it's not necessarily it. You got to factor in popularity and things. So then you know there's going to be a mob of people that are just voting for Carol Baskin, like her whole. Um, her, all the people that get her videos where she's like, hey, all you, what did she say? What was the thing she uh, said? All, all you cool cast. cast yeah. Cast. yeah, she's yeah. got like a whole, she's got like a cult following. So they'll probably be voting for her. I actually think because of the popularity, I think Nelly's going to make it pretty far. I would think, yeah. Are there, is he the only musician? I don't think he's big. No one, no one knows Nelly anymore. Yeah, but we but know I mean, Nelly. Look, but. Yeah, but compared to everyone else that's on that list. Yeah, I was going to say, like, every commercial that comes out is like, it's getting hot in here, and that's all they have to do, and everyone's going to go like, oh, that's the dude? Let me vote for him. I, on, I was doing this, I was giving a sing lesson to a girl who's, like, 19 a few months ago in the city, and she didn't know who Jennifer Lopez was. What? I was Jennifer like, Lopez is, wait, what? This girl must live under a rock. Yeah. She's that 19. She's, like, yeah. 19. Like, she doesn't know yeah, Jennifer Lopez just, but she just performed at the Super Bowl. Yeah, but like, yeah. And I think maybe that's why I was bringing it up. But like, she's like, because the only thing she would exist in is like, oh, did she, she did a song with Pitbull like when I was 14? Like, that's all I know. <laughs> oh. So look, so, some people, I had a vocal teacher when, who did I say? And I was like, stop lying. Um, she was like, oh, Beatles? What songs do the Beatles do? And I, I just I almost wanted to slap her. She was about 10 years older than me, too. <laughs> I, I'm not sure who the Beatles are. And I was just like, what? I said, you've heard of Elvis? And she's like, sort of. Some people just... But she was all about classical music and opera. She'll tell me 8 million freaking operas and, and every composer that did it and all the divas that sang in it. But she didn't, huh. know, who, 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 she didn't know who James Brown was. And I, I literally almost walked out of the studio. I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Wow. I didn't know that was... I... Some people just completely... Wow. Okay. So then, hey, maybe the Nelly... Maybe not as many people know Nelly as I would think. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like it was a long time ago. But... Because things move really quick. Like, in the in as far as reality TV goes, like... Yeah. It, it, it moves very quick. Like, the... Kardashian world or whatever, like these. Which is coming to a close. I saw. Which again, I never saw a single episode. Refused to watch it. Me neither. But thank God it's coming to a close. I, 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 I honestly, I'd rather have Paris Hilton cooking something every week. Because I would love to have Paris Hilton cooking something every week. We'd have content galore for this podcast. Did you, did you yeah. know, Sean, did you ever get your mom to watch the episode of Paris Hilton cooking? 
No, I didn't. Uh, I need to. I need to do that. I didn't. No, I didn't get. Didn't get to do it. But if if you get to do it, you have to record it, and we have to like post it uh, on one of the pages because. Oh yeah. To see her reactions to it. She, my, my mother. I, I think it's probably a stereotypical mother thing. I guess, but she. I can already see what would happen. Is she would be watching it, trying her best to study it, and then she would just ask me. As she's seeing the things that are on the screen that I'm seeing, she would just be asking me to clarify if what she's seeing is what she should be like, <laughs> darling, is she using a blah, blah for a blah, blah? <laughs> like, is she, is she doing this now? And not like, oh my God, as in like, she has to like clarify. It's like, darling, is she, is she, is she, is she, it would just be the whole thing. She would just be commenting, doing commentary, the most boring commentary anyone's ever heard of a mother's commentary of like NFL. I'd watch NFL if it was someone's mother commenting <laughs> because at least it would be like that would be like that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, yeah. So Carol Baskin, interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys saw, um, well, I, I posted a thing, but, uh, Actually, no, I don't know if I posted that one. The lady who was the wife of his handyman. What was his name? Uh, uh, what was her husband's name? Uh, Don Rich. I forget. The, the, the guy. Don. Dead. Don something. Yeah. Remember the handyman from the documentary? Yeah, yeah. Who talked about the handyman's wife basically said that the handyman was in on it and he brought a fridge back home in the van that was left at the airport. And he told her, she, she said, this was like, you know, this is of course, everything is alleged here. She said that he told her to not go in the van and not touch the fridge. And then she said at some later point, she got into argument with him and he said, if you don't shut up, the same thing's going to happen to you that happened to Don. I, uh, bum, bum, bum. I mean, not only does that sound crazy, I'm sure you can vouch for me to some point here, Tomo. Like, who are these fictional wives that you can tell, by the way, I brought a van here. You're not allowed to go inside. You can't ask about it. We need to drop it. And they just do all of that and then don't bring up until 20 years later. But who are these people? <laughs> do they exist? Apparently. Apparently. I, 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 like, I don't think that would be... Yeah, that'll fly over real well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could try it. We'll see what happens. We'll try it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Sean might come on to the next podcast with a piano wire up his ass. But I mean... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was the latest uh, Baskin thing. And I'm sitting here. So I wonder here. It's like you are under so much suspicion about this murder that just got rehashed with this documentary that came out. When, when did Tiger King come out? Like six months ago, seven months ago? It was like March, right? A year? Late March or beginning of April? Or like, January, so something like that. Uh, it was, right, no, it was, it was right in the pandemic. So it must have been the beginning of April. Okay. So six months ago, this documentary came out. So instead of just lying low and minding your effing business, you're going to go on a TV show, a nationwide TV show. <laughs> Is there still an active, um, uh, you know, investigation going on? 
it got reopened. Well, actually, it technically it never closes, um, because well, in this case, no, I don't know. Murders never close. There's never a statute of limitation on murders. Right. So they call them the cold case files. This, I think, got closed because they technically declared him dead. Hmm. Right, 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 right. Like his, he was just he was just a missing person, and after what is it? After two years, a missing person is declared. You can declare them as, as dead. Like the family can, right? I think that was in right. the documentary. Like the day two years passed, she was like, "Okay, declare him as dead. Let's hold the funeral." Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I saw a great I saw a great bit by a comedian about that. He said, "When he dies, he wants to be scattered, but not cremated." <laughs> And I laughed my ass because I was like, that would be an awesome funeral. <laughs> Just body parts flying all across they, the <laughs> They used to do that. Again, we started that in England. That was the thing we did. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that comedian's joke was very funny. But actually, we started that in England. <laughs> we used to do that. We used to do that. We'd be like, oh, okay, my hand, we're going to send the hand to Birmingham. The foot can go to Warwickshire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So so there goes. Dancing with the Stars is about to start. The Kardashians are about to close. What were some of the other subjects you had, Andrew, for us? Oh, I had a number of things. Actually, um, before we dive into that, where are you guys at with your beers? Oh, yeah, I need another beer. Should, we, should right. we finish these off and grade these before we jump onto the next ones and then start some new oh, that's topics? A good question. Or... Yeah, let's grade them now. Why not? So Because yeah. we remember later. Yeah. Who wants to start? Uh, I guess I'll start with the Most Deaf Mosaic IPA. And for those of you who are not hip-hop fans, Sean, I'm looking at you, um, and don't know who Most Deaf is, he's like one of my favorite rappers. Although he doesn't go by most deaf anymore, um, and, but he's a fantastic actor, and I'm sad not to see him in more movies. He was in the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide uh, 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 to the Galaxy movie, and he was in the Italian Job, and he's actually been in a bunch of different movies. He was in this movie with Jack Black and uh, Danny Glover called uh, "Be Kind, Please Rewind," which was a great little. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good actor. He was in. He's a fantastic actor. Wasn't he in? Um, he's done some TV. Wasn't he in like a season of Dexter? Am I remembering that right? You guys ever watched Dexter? No. I don't know. But he was in. What was it? Thirteen Blocks with Bruce Willis. That was a nice thriller. Yeah, yeah. Was it Thirteen Blocks or am I getting that wrong? Was it like it's something blocks? It's a number of blocks, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a fantastic, fantastic actor, and I'm sad not to see him in more stuff. But anyway. That being said, most deaf mosaic IPA from Long Island, not not Long Island Beer Company, Long Ireland Beer Company. Oh, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Long Ireland Beer Company, Riverhead, New York. Six point two percent ABV, seventy two IBU. This is a very solid IPA. It's it has a nice hoppiness about it. It's not too bitter. It's got a nice uh, citrus uh, finish on it. The carbonation level is good. For 6.2, it's a fairly easy drink. I mean, we're coming to the end of summer. I would not call this a summer beer. However, 
with our uh, usual uh, uh, standard, if I was at a barbecue and this was all they had, I'd be perfectly happy. It I'd would have to be like Moss Def's house. I can't think any other reason. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it could be my house because I'll buy a case of this and have it at a barbecue. What are you talking about? Be like, Tomo, why can't I have something else? This is all I have. <laughs> like, You're going to drink this beer and then and tell like everyone it. you know Moss Def should be in more movies. <laughs> He's a great <laughs> actor. <laughs> First of all, can I just say that you guys are butchering it? It's not Mo Moss Def. It's Moss Def. Moss. Moss Def. Most. Most. I know how to say it. I was just repeating the way Sean was saying it. Uh, well, because he brought it from England. Right. And I didn't want him to correct me. I know, I know, I know. But anyway, <laughs> so, all that being said, um, I give this IPA a 4... a 4.0, this IPA. Hmm. Okay. That's right. good. Oh, nice finish. Thank you. Solid, yeah. Um, that's good. I'll go. My, uh, mine was mine was fine. Mine was good. I uh, it was all right. Like I would never have chosen this other than like I said at the beginning. Um, just it was the one kind of semi localish crafty thing that was being sold in an individual can. Um, okay. And I didn't want to buy two different packs because uh, I already had some more beer. Um, and uh, considering what it is, and it's not my sort of thing, it was it was pretty good. It was fine. Like I, you know, I could drink a couple of these and if again, this, this, for some reason I can totally imagine this being the only alcoholic drink being at someone's barbecue. Cause I, I know too many people that that is the case with right. be like, we have like, I think we have like a mango white claw at the bottom and then it's just a bunch of Poland spring <laughs> and then like 17 of these. <laughs> <laughs> be like oh okay then well we're not really big drinkers in there so, yes. oh, okay. yes. so i'll have those uh so yeah it's fine it was nice it was inoffensive it was okay. easy to drink um it's unlike yours this is a summer drink obviously okay. blueberry okay. uh farmhouse ale um yeah it's pretty i don't appealing across the boards I, I think a lot of people would like it um so considering that i'd give it a 3.7 Okay, fair enough. That's a solid score. Solid score. And um, yeah, mine was great. Uh, I, you know, not much changed for me after the kind of my initial few sips of it when we when we started. Um, yeah. So I kind of hold what I said before. Just it's a good IPA, um, nice and hoppy, but not you know it's not overly bitter. Um, I feel like everything you said about your beer, Tomo. I know we have different beers tonight, but pretty much matches what I'm feeling with this one, you know, it, it's, it's IPA. Yeah. Yeah. And a mosaic too. Right. And this is yeah. uh this is 6%. Um, but it didn't, you know, it doesn't not too heavy or not, not didn't seem too strong, but we'll see as we keep going with this podcast where I'm at. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. I, you know, nothing about it blew me away though. I thought it was a very, very good, but I'm not maybe on the level of great, but okay. I mean, if we're at a barbecue and this is all they're serving, I'm I'm great all day, so right. I just put this uh, put this right at a four point oh. Okay, excellent. All right. What does, what, does mo what does mosaic mean in relation to? It, it's 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 the it's a type of hops that they use. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yes, yes, it's a very popular type of hops. 
I was actually, I didn't have time, but I was actually this close to go to um, elementary. They just put out the, uh, a fresh batch of their uh, barley wine, Wizzle. Ooh. I almost went for that, but uh, like I said, I didn't have time to get out there and, and get back here in time. So, mm. All right, so let's pause for a second and everybody get our uh, refills, yeah? Okay. All right. Let's do it.